Coming up on today's Locked On Senators. The loss was worse than just on the scoreboard last night. Anton Forsberg left, did not return. The Senators, meanwhile, end their five-game road trip with an 0-5-0 record after a 5-3 loss to the Buffalo Sabres. But Ross, don't worry. Some home cooking up against the worst team in the league, the San Jose Sharks, for tomorrow's game. That'll provide a morale boost, right? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Tomorrow at 4 o'clock, we'll have a full weekend preview. And the Belleville Sens can tie a franchise record. They're going for their eighth straight win tonight against the Toronto Marlies. That's all coming up on today's Locked On Senators, your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 958 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. A reminder, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Make sure to hit the notification bell as well. You'll know when new shows go live, including the postcast. If you missed last night's, we talked right after the Senators' 5-3 loss to Buffalo. We will do so again tomorrow after the matinee against the San Jose Sharks. Today is Friday, January 12th in Pilsy. The only thing worse than coming home from another five-game road trip with zero points is coming home without one of your goalies healthy. Yeah, I mean, when it rains, it pours for the Ottawa Senators. Add insult to injury, salt in the wound, whatever cliche you feel fits best here. But this Ottawa Senators team just continues to spiral, and they're not getting any help. Like, there's no kind of – they're not getting the bounces. There's no boost. There's no luck being involved. And now, sure, Anton Forsberg not having a great season, but – you do not want to lose one of your goalies when you're in the midst of a slump like the Ottawa Senators are right now. Well, one person that is on their way back slow and steady is Shane Pinto. We're recording bright and early here on Friday morning, but the expectation is that Shane Pinto will join the team for the first time. The Senators practicing at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. So a morale boost of sorts, at least there. Shane Pinto, uh, nine days away from making his season debut. He can practice without a contract, but will need one once he steps on the ice for a game. But back to the goaltending situation. We listened to Dave Poulin this morning on TSN 1200, and he made it seem like they're going to be without Anton Forsberg for a little while. There was a very compelling argument for Mad Sogard, but an equally compelling argument to leave Mad Sogard in Belleville where they're rolling. And we're going to end today's show discussing the Belleville Sens because they're they're a breath of fresh air yeah. in the organization right now. Seven straight wins for Ooh. them. 
And Mad Sogard and Kevin Mandelazy have been equal parts in that. Mando actually has four of the seven wins, and yep. he's got like a 940 save percentage over this span. But Mad's coming off a 4 nothing shutout in his last game. So my rationale there is instead of having Levy Marilinen just getting assaulted in the ECHL where there's no structure at all, and he's probably flying around his crease all night long, bring him up almost as like a, hey, we know you've been in the ECHL. It's it's like semi-pro hockey, basically. Let's get you a couple NHL paychecks if it's not long-term. I guess where I'll kind of disagree with myself, if this is like a, a two-month or more thing, then I think you probably have to go with Mads Sogard. The argument there, and, and I don't know if you want to take that side or not, but like Mads has earned it for sure. But I also, you finally have something good going on somewhere in the organization. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it rolling. Yeah, and the thing, Ross, if you do call Mads up, Corpus Allo is likely still going to get a lot of these starts, right? So now Mad Sogard is a goalie, the goalie of the future. He's getting consistent starts in Belleville. He's doing well. So to bring him up to the NHL, have him kind of involved in this, I don't want to say toxic atmosphere, but it's certainly not uh, sunshine and rainbows up here in Ottawa, whereas in Belleville it's going great just to be backing up. I don't know if that's the best spot for him. So honestly, I could I could spin zone a case for each of these goalies, right? Because uh, this situation is so much different than last year where Talbot and Forsberg were injured. So I mean, you, you've got to have a goalie tandem of guys in their early 20s with barely any NHL games between them in Mads and Mando. And obviously that was a great story, but that's not a team or uh, that's not a situation the team wants to be in here. So I, I'm not against bringing Levy up and having him back up and maybe get it, get in a game or two here. But Ross, I am concerned that this injury with Anton Forsberg is going to be not days, not weeks, but months. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't even get off the ice by himself. He couldn't put any uh, weight on, on his legs. He had to be carried to the room essentially. So for a guy that already had, is coming off two blown MCLs. Now this sounds like it's a groin injury, not to do with his knees, but I just, I I don't have a good feeling about this injury for Anton Forsberg, unfortunately. Hardest working guy on the team as per Matt Sogard telling us here on Locked On Senators, so well liked by his teammates, just an awful, awful insult to injury where the team's already struggling and man, Forsberg's got the equal amount of wins as Jonas Corposalo this this season, and he started nine less games. So you're looking yep. in a situation, or sorry, he started seven less. He's played nine less because a few pulls each way so far this season and, and guys doing double duty. But um, yeah, hopefully Anton Forsberg's all right, but it did not look great. The one solace we can take, as you mentioned, hope or it's not a knee, it is a groin injury. So um, hopefully that means that... Uh, it's not a re-injury and that it could be worse. And just one more thing. I mentioned this on the postcast, but I feel like this bears repeating and emphasizing. I don't want what happened to Philip Gustafson to happen to Mad Sogard, right? Like that was the thing with Gustafson. He's playing 20, 30 games in Belleville. Then he's getting 15 or so games in the NHL and up and down, up and down. He has no clue what's going on. And Sogard already kind of dealt with that last season, except to a longer extent where he was the number one goalie for a couple of weeks. So I don't want his development to be so chalked or uh, choppy and 
he's not able to kind of get a consistent groove here because he's only played like he hasn't played that many games in Belleville this season, 16 games. Like I'd like to get him a lot more games, have him playing consistently. So if he gets called up just to back up, I think that's going to hurt his development. And then if he does end up playing in games, I mean, you've got Corpus Allo and Forsberg um, veteran goalies that are struggling to play uh, behind this team. So the last thing you want is to throw Matt Sogard to the Wolves here. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, Ross. But I think talking about what we would like them to do and what we think they will do are two different discussions. I think it's pretty likely they're going to bring Matt Sogard up. What do you? How about you? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the the earned call here. And and hey, the last time the Senators were down and out and the goalie got hurt, they called up a kid named Andrew Hammond, and uh, the rest was history. But um, I looked at it last night, Billsy, and uh, the Ottawa Senators are 19 points out of a playoff spot right now. <laughs> 19 points. That uh, escalated Losses in quickly. hands, though. Yeah, we do. They do have six games in hand on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So better get cracking if you're the Ottawa Senators. Uh, last night's game left a lot to be desired. The Senators, again, showing their um, inability to to do good things time and time again. The graphic on TSN was wild. When Buffalo scored moments after Ottawa made it 2-1 in this game, the graphic came up that 28 times this season, the Senators have allowed a goal within five minutes of scoring. I don't know what the league average is, but that feels very, very high. That's about one in every five goals they let in comes five minutes or less after they score. Yeah, and that's the thing, Ross. They're not able to gain any momentum. As soon as they have a spark of hope, it's washed away, and now they're back on their heels. Like, excuse me, um, it's... It's not conducive to winning hockey games or even staying alive in hockey games. Like, let's lower the bar even more. And we listened to Dave Poulin on uh, TSN 1200 today, and he was talking about how, all right, you got to look at these, this team and you got to look at guys that are playing well. That's in the single digits. And then he goes on to say, Claude Giroux has been consistent. Aside from that, who would you put in the category of guys consistently playing well? Not, not a lot of players. And uh, he, he goes on to say that, look, when things are bad, you start looking at yourself saying, how is all this going to affect me? Woe is me, et cetera, et cetera. You got to start looking at a team aspect and having these goals happen quickly after you score, that's a whole team issue. And the team has to find a way to kind of stop the floodgates and, and work towards building momentum in games. And they're just not able to do that. And, I, I thought last night the the big issue, Ross, was the defensive gap controls. Like Tage Thompson, now obviously a good player, good size, good speed, good skill, but you cannot allow that guy to have the time and space. Like his uh, his second goal, which was on the power play, I, I honestly feel like Tage Thompson just couldn't believe he had all that space. He had so much space, he curls around back to the uh, top of the circle, then he's like, oh, no one's challenging me. Okay. I'll just rip another one off the post and in. Like, the centers just saw him do that. How do you then give him all that space on the power play? Like, Zub is, like, standing back and he gets out of the way, sure, so that Corpy can see, but maybe put a little pressure on him rather than just moving out of the way. And 
it was just so many times like that where Buffalo Sabres were able to so easily get to those high danger areas of the ice. And when you're allowing teams like the Sabres that have a lot of offensive talent to get into those spaces, they're going to capitalize. And that's what we saw. Yeah, we saw that multiple times just in the first period. Tage Thompson's first goal, Zub and, and Shabbat are backing up past the hash marks. Like They're not putting any pressure on the guy coming into the zone, especially an elite shooter like Tage Thompson. First goal of the game, yeah. probably the worst one, right at the end of that, that penalty kill. I don't know. He, that fourth goal was no. one of the worst goals I've seen. Well, okay, we'll chalk it up. Then the, they all are because there was absolutely no backside pressure on, on Paterka on the first one. And they just let Owen Power and Dylan Cousins get into the zone like it was the easiest thing they've ever yeah. done. Like I see that in beer league every Tuesday. And this is the National Hockey League. It was just kind of really disappointing to see from that standpoint. That was Branstrom and Hamannick, uh defending there with uh, Timmy and, and Brady uh, on the back check, I say in quotes, because it wasn't much of it. Um, just disappointing effort all around. And again, um, they get one man pushing the pushing the team up the hill, and that's Claude Giroux, and he made this score again more respectable than you got to think this one should have been. 5-3 the final yeah. score, but really this felt like the 4-1 score that it was after two periods. So things are are off the rails. They're definitely off the rails. Their, their road record is one of the most embarrassing things that I've I've ever seen. Senators are four and thirteen on the road, and we always have to mention they're two and zero in Toronto. So outside of Ontario on the road, Pilsy, two wins in fifteen games, two separate o five and o road trips. Yeah, that's historically bad. <laughs> but tomorrow they're going to play a legitimately historically bad team, the San Jose Sharks, who have lost twelve in a row. So we'll have a preview of that game. But up next, I want to talk about the Belleville Senators. Why are they so red hot and why you can watch them on cable TV tonight. That's all coming up on Locked On Senators, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Started off three best friends making a life-changing decision, and through hard work and dedication, they now have four stores in the Ottawa area. The Ottawa locations are Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. Lots of spots to help you out because Mary J's has the best and newest products in the market, and they're adding new stuff to the menu every single week. They got whatever you need, whether you're a rookie looking to try out some new stuff, or a grizzled vet that already knows what you want. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you are guaranteed to get the best price around at any of their four locations. Mary J's offers the best customer service by having the friendliest bud tenders who are always ready to assist. One of the owners, Dashy, Absolute beauty, diehard Sens fan. So go to one of their four locations, say what up to Dashy, pick his brain about how bad the Sens have been doing, uh, kind of get together in misery with Dashy. But also he can tell you about all the latest, greatest products at Mary J's. So guys, check out any of their four locations in Ottawa. It's Mary J's Dispensary. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On Podcast Network, and with Daily Fantasy, you can win up to 100 times your money by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. There are all sorts of possibilities when you play this, this Sleeper app. And with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy contests. How? 
Well, with studs like Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Drake San- Jake Sanderson, and Drake Batherson, all you need to do, you pick more or less on stats for these stars. So you'll pick stats like goals per se, or assists, saves, plus minus, and more, and you can get 100 times payout on Sleeper. So if you start paying attention, you can get your picks right, and you can win big. So just use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. That's a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. For more, see Sleeper's terms of use for details. The deal is only available to U.S. customers for now. We made it to Friday. They let us get to Friday, despite what the Senators wanted from us after this road trip. The late starts, the every other day, we've made it. It's Friday. The Sens are coming home to begin a homestand of their own. They will play the next four games at the Canadian Tire Center. They've got the San Jose Sharks coming up tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Tuesday, the Colorado Avalanche. Thursday. The Montreal Canadiens. Crazy that it's the first meeting between these two teams this season. Then Saturday, the Winnipeg Jets will be coming to town at 3 p.m. Yeah, the Jets, 31 straight games, allowing three or less goals. Then Sunday at Philadelphia, it's a back-to-back matinee. Not this upcoming weekend, but the next. And that, circle it up, Shane Pinto can make his return. That is mercifully, Pilsy, the halfway point of the season. Yeah, mercifully is right. And Ross, it's unfortunate because I feel like earlier on in the season, we really had optimism about Shane Pinto coming in. Like, okay, that's really going to help the lineup. That's going to be a big boost in the second half of the season. But now it's like... I still believe that, though. No, don't get me wrong. I'm stoked that Pinto's coming back. And he can be a big part of this team, especially with Norris. I mean, classic... Norris injured, so Ridley Gregg and Shane Pinto are going to have to step in here. But I just think that's a that's a tough kind of welcoming committee for Shane Pinto to come back to. This team's so down in the dumps, and I hope he's not putting the pressure on himself to kind of come in and, and mop things up here because this team has so many underlying issues that uh, I'm not even convinced one player of any caliber really inserted into this lineup would make uh, a huge difference because the amount of issues is are things that one player cannot solve. I can't believe we haven't really spoken about Josh Norris's injury because they didn't skate yesterday. It was optional. And then we found out yesterday night that Josh Norris was out that backward somersault he took after going for a hit at the end of the game against Calgary and uh, we hope that he's not out long but my goodness it's like you know they they've only ever had Josh Norris Tim Stutzla and Shane Pinto in 26 games altogether and that was when Shane Pinto had just come out of college at the end of the COVID shortened season Tim Stutzla's rookie season like that's that's an amazing stat but every team has injuries Pilsy Look at the teams that are coming to town, most notably the Colorado Avalanche. I know that they, they've built and they were a very bad team with Gabriel Landeskog as their captain. But what they're doing without him is nothing short of amazing. Like they, they haven't skipped a beat. 
Montreal's dealt with a ton of injuries this year. They're overperforming. Winnipeg, they've dealt with a lot of injuries. They're overperforming as well. They don't even have Kyle Connor, their number one goal scorer, and they're still the number one team in the National Hockey League. Teams battle injuries all the time, and that's where I kind of push back on Dave Poole and saying, like, look, we have to evaluate this team once everybody's healthy. Is there a world in the NHL where everybody's healthy? I feel like you have to have enough depth that guys just get injured. It's just the way that the the game is. There's going to be injuries. You need to have a next man up mentality. And right now, those next men up, I mean, your depth guys, some of them have been all right. Like Parker Kelly, we, we got to give stick taps to, especially. Yep. He he was up in the top six last night uh, playing for, for most of the game. So there, there are depth pieces working for Ottawa, but I just, I guess I'm just tired of hearing injuries as an excuse because every team goes through it and other teams are going through it worse than the Ottawa Senators are this year. And Ross, what was our mantra going into this season? It's almost laughable. No excuses. Now you missed a key part there. What's the first part of that? I don't know. Playoffs. Oh, no excuses. <laughs> that was our mantra going into this season. Yeah, it's hilarious to think of now because the p words are the p words are so far off we i i don't even want to say it on this show but should i tell the people what i looked at yesterday this is just showing like the depression that i'm in oh yeah yeah go ahead i looked at flights to vegas for the nhl draft if the senators pick first overall we like book it we are going i yeah. i guarantee that um but enough about the senators picking first overall top Ross, 5 we're going yeah, maybe top five are going. Maybe. Um, where was it? Oh, yes. So, Vegas. The... <laughs> <laughs> we need Vegas. The we're not going to evaluate this team till everyone's back. I feel like I fell into that trap. And for people that were losing their minds at me, not pressing the panic button, by the way, panic button imaginary, it's been pressed. It's like the batteries are like popping out of it and the plastic is like shattered because I smashed it. The panic button is in full force here. But I was whole or my whole mindset was I'm holding off on hitting the panic button because like Shabbat was injured. Joseph was injured and uh, Pinto hadn't come back yet. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's wait till all the pieces are here. Then I'm going to get a proper judgment of this team. And then we can decide if this is going to work, etc. And now it's kind of gotten to the point where we just can't keep moving these goalposts, Ross. Like we set goals and expectations for this team, then things start slipping out. Material changes happen, new coaching, new management, blah, 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 new ownership. And you just move, you're like, okay, that that allows us to move the goalposts just a little bit back and we'll we'll push the timeline. And you just keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that. And then what, three years into what was supposed to be years of unparalleled success, you've moved the goalpost so many times and kicked it down the can and lowered the bar so many times that there's no accountability for this team because everyone's just looking like, well, you know, there's this. So obviously we can't succeed with this happening. And that just seems like that's the mentality of this franchise is, well, yeah, but we couldn't have been good because we had all these things happen to us. Like, woe is us. Like, uh, it's us against the world. We can't succeed. But like you mentioned, other teams don't let that get in the way. Other teams embrace that challenge and that adversity. And they say, our goal stays the same. 
just because we have our captain injured, just because we have key guys injured and things aren't going our way right now, our goal doesn't change. We're not, we're not lowering the bar. We're not moving this down the road. And it just seems like the Ottawa Senators are so complacent when it comes to sticking to their goals and staying accountable that like, I'm, I'm not sure if this, this is ever going to get done because the, the bar is so soft and maybe with time, with ownership, they can kind of harden the accountability, but it doesn't seem like it. Well, they were certainly the ownership up uh, in the press box last night and well, they're, they're emotionally invested. Like that's, that's what you want to see from, from them. And not to, I mean, that's one thing Eugene Melnick was, he was passionate and you could see him up in the press box or he wasn't even in the press box. He I was, was going to say in, in Barbados. No, he was wearing a jersey in the 100 level. Like he was, he was in the mix, but no, yeah. I think, uh, you look it up there with with Michael Anlauer sitting with Steve Steos and Ryan Bonus up and you know that play where it could have should have would have been a trip because they called that same trip yeah. in the first period where the skates clanked and they called that a trip but then in the third they didn't and Anlauer is just ice glare the other two are like call the call the penalty yeah they're pissed just, yeah ice glare nothing not giving you anything you can tell that he's, he's pretty a frustrated <laughs> yeah he's been there he's seen some things um as we all have as ottawa senators fans we appreciate everybody for vibing with us venting with us more <laughs> yeah. uh, specifically here on locked on senators we are your team every day we're not going anywhere we've got the postcast coming tomorrow the game is at four o'clock note the start time it's star wars night so does that mean that kevin mandalazy should be the goalie called up i say tongue-in-cheek but mando's actually been really really good in belleville we'll touch on belleville after a quick word we're also going to get in to a weekend preview still no word about anton forsberg but for the latest on that check us out on twitter at send center more on the other side this is the locked on senators podcast your team every day Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. Guys, I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but let's just have some real talk for a minute here. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I cared about was sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they desperately need. Thankfully, we're going to be okay. You're going to be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is packed with five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. That's what you like to hear. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Again, that's jacemedical.com, use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your first order. Check it out today, guys, jacemedical.com. Night, Friday night. If you're looking for some plans, how about turning on TSN2, where you can catch the Belleville Senators looking to tie their franchise record longest win streak at eight games. Belleville's won seven in a row, and they're not just winning, 
They're dominating these games. They're coming off a 4 nothing shutout win against the Manitoba Moose. That game was on Wednesday. Mad Sogard with the shutout effort there. They've only allowed two goals in their last three games, Pilsy. This is a defensively stout group, and they're playing at their best. Yeah, Ross, they, they had the clean sweep in your province of Manitoba, and then uh, they come back. And they win the game in Belleville as well. So three straight wins up against Manitoba Moose. And this team has put themselves in a great position here. They're third in the North Division with 38 points. And the Toronto Marlies, they sit sixth in that division with 32. So they got a good leg up on them. And, hey, it would be such a breath of fresh air for the Belleville Senators to be on TSN and get the win and continue their win streak to eight. So I'm hoping they can do that up against the Marlies. John Abbott and Jamie McLennan deserve to do this call for all the losses that (laughs) they've had to do on the road for the Ottawa Senators. Obviously footy will have the call on, uh, on the Belleville Sens entertainment network and um, man, AHL TV, by the way, if you're not just wanting a one and done tonight on TSN um, is a discounted price for the rest of the season. We've got ours and, Highly recommend that as we kind of turn our attention. And there are, like, I know a lot of people are quick to say, look, Ottawa doesn't have many great prospects. Look, there's some guys down there that definitely deserve your attention. Igor Sokolov's got eight points on this seven-game streak. You know, we're big friends of of his and uh, big supporters of his. We want him to do well. Uh, Angus Crookshank just named the All-Star game. He's back. Of course, Sens fans got to see what he's got in the National Hockey League recently. And then you look at even a guy like Max Gannett, who is also going to the All-Star game. He's having a real nice year for himself down there. But when it comes to, like, you know, up-and-coming prospects, look no further than Tyler Clevin. Eight points in 20 games is is not bad himself when you look at the defensive responsibility that he's taking on. And our guy, Tyler Boucher, now with two assists in his last three games. So he's starting to feel a lot better. Um, Really excited to see this team all together once they get rolling here. Uh, Roby Arventi didn't seem like it looked the other night like he'd gotten injured, but um, he he looks no worse for wear for it. So we expect to see Roby back in the lineup tonight, and they've got the Vets contributing. Everybody has a part in, in what's going on in Belleville. So as the Senators lose their fifth in a row, Belleville's got seven straight wins. So um, definitely worth tuning in tonight on TSN. And uh, we'll touch on on the results, not only of this game, but um, Belleville not done this weekend either. They've got a Sunday game in Belleville against these same Marlies uh, yep. afternoon. So um, the win streak could, 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 could be at nine uh, by the end of the weekend. And um, if you're watching tonight too, the Marlies head coach, John Gruden, uh, is being rumored to potentially be the next Sens bench boss. Say what you will about that, but uh, the Marlies have actually lost seven in a row. <laughs> wow. Must be tough to be a Toronto Marlies fan. <laughs> uh, must be ch- tough to be an Ottawa Senators fan and a oh, San Jose Sharks fan. This is a basement bowl uh, coming up tomorrow, and we're just doing the lines for the San Jose Sharks, and like they're bad. They're awful. It's it's almost, I think, probably easier for a Sharks fan than a Senators fan this year because oh, yeah. there were no expectations. It's the expectations that kill you, Pilsy. If you're a Sharks fan, honestly, you got to be stoked about how this season is going. Like you're you're in full force tank, and they are doing a great job. But Ross, something the San Jose Sharks have that the Ottawa Senators don't have. What's that? A win. The San Jose Sharks beat the Montreal Canadiens last night. So. While Ottawa continues their losing streak, the San Jose Sharks snapped a 12-game skid, and they're going to carry that momentum coming into Ottawa. So, I mean, 
as much as you'd like to think this is a slam dunk game for Ottawa, I'm a little nervous about this, but this has to be a game where the Ottawa Senators are looking at themselves and being like, okay, we've been on a skid here, but we cannot allow ourselves to lose to a team that is actively tanking, trying to be bad, and we're coming off a five-game road losing streak. At home on Saturday, matinee game. There's going to be a lot of families there. The Senators have to put a lot of effort into this one. And uh, I'm going to, this might be dangerous, but I'm going to be heading to FanDuel and trying to cash in on uh, a hopeful return home that will help the Sens here. Uh, it's going to be an over bet for me because yes, this is the team that, that allows, the only team in the National Hockey League, the San Jose Sharks, that average allowing more than four goals against per game. Now, they did give up two 10 spots this year in but, two separate games, so that helps. But Ottawa's right there, 31st. Like These are the two teams that allow the most goals per game in the National Hockey League. I was going to say, Ross, sure, they might allow more goals, but both of their goalies, Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakinen, have better save percentages than Anton Forsberg or Jonas Corpusello. Yeah. Let well, that the sink only, in. The difference is that the San Jose Sharks are averaging two goals, four per game. They've only scored 84 goals in 42 games. That's dead last by eight in the National Hockey League. So Go, read out the goal differential. That's what's their goal. Their goal differential. You got it. I'm not a math guy. Okay. I got it here. Minus 89 is their goal <laughs> differential. To put that into perspective, like the Sens, obviously not great either at minus 14, but minus 89. Whew. And as Ross mentioned, a couple 10 spots that'll hurt your goal differential. But like this is one of those games. Like if, if the Ottawa Senators lose this game, the morale is toast. Like they're like, I don't know how they can build any sort of confidence moving forward if they lose this game up against the San Jose Sharks. Well, let's meet the opponent. And by the way, Logan Couture is a game-time decision. He's on this trip with the Sharks, but he has not played this season after off-season surgery. Former Ottawa 67's captain. Up front for the Sharks, it's Tomas Hurdle with uh, Fabian Zetterland and Philip Zadina. Then it's Mikhail Granlund with William Eklund and hashtag sends abroad Anthony Duclair. We've got Luke Coonan on the third line with Alex Barabanov and Justin, don't call me Josh Bailey. And on the fourth line, Ryan Carpenter with Mike Hoffman, game six, uh, and Kevin LeBanc. On the back end, Mario Ferraro with Mark Edward Vlasic. We've got Henry Thrun with Jan Ruta and with Nikita Okyotok. Oh, Hawk Yoke. I knew I'd mess that up. I tried so hard. Former Ottawa 67, too. He actually just scored his first goal with the San Jose Sharks the other night. Uh, big rangy defenseman with Kalen Addison. In goal, we expect either Mackenzie Blackwood or, as you mentioned, you've got uh, Capo Kakinen in there as well. But Blackwood's actually been really good, uh, all things considered, uh, what he's dealing with in front of him. Do you have a lookout player to watch here? I'm going to be looking out for number 10, Anthony DeClaire. Uh, this is a guy, he's got one year left on his deal. I, I don't think he has long-term plans for staying in San Jose. And I, I think they kind of uh, picked him up with the idea that they were going to trade him at the deadline. So I think he's going to be looking to have a big boost in his numbers here. And that's a guy Ottawa Senators fans know very well has a lot of speed. So I'm going to be looking out for uh, number 10, Anthony Duclair. I like that. And it's Nikita Ohotchuk. There you as, go. Uh, you know, 
Got got to put my hand up here and and fix that up. Now, uh, my lookout player for this game is going to be William Eklund, the seventh overall pick in the draft in 2021 or 2022 rather. But he's a guy where it hasn't been the easiest road for him. He didn't really make his immediate impact in the National Hockey League like I think a lot of fans wanted him to do. You know, a lot of Sharks fans saw Tim Stutzla come out and and make an impact right away for him. It wasn't, wasn't so fast, but I think he's really starting to catch his rhythm a little bit. He's averaging a lot more ice time. He's being trusted in more situations. So despite being on a really bad team, I think there's a bright future for William Eklund. Last, uh, his first year, right after the draft, and it was 2021. Um, I'm, I should have been, uh, been clear on that. Seventh overall pick there. He had his little nine-game tryout, had four assists, but then got loaned back and only scored one goal in 29 games after being reassigned to Jurgarden in the SHL. But wow. since then, he's come over at 17 goals in the AHL last year, and so far he's up to 18 points in 41 games. In terms of like upside and skill, William Eklund is is the future of the San Jose Sharks and really their only like up and coming prospect that's already on the national hockey team roster. Yeah, I mean, I, I would put Zetterland in that uh, category as well, Ross, but he's obviously not uh, kind of on the pedestal that Eklund is. But Well, he's also 24 years old. Is he? Oh, wow. I thought he was a little bit younger than that. Yeah, third, um, third round pick in 2017. Wow. Okay. But yeah, there's not not a lot going on here. A lot of these guys, like uh, Mikhail Granlin, that's another guy that will likely be moved at the deadline. Philip Zadina, I don't know if teams are interested in him or if he wants to leave or he's trying to build a future there. Uh, like Mike Hoffman, Kevin Man. LeBanc. That remember is... how good? Remember how good Mike Hoffman used to be? Look at his stats right now. Like yeah, well he's been a suitcase. Six... He had a 61-point year in 74 games the year that Ottawa went to the conference finals. Yeah, man. He was clutch. Um, yeah, and then Kevin Le- like Hoffman and LeBanc on the fourth line. like That's almost $10 million in uh, players that are supposed to be kind of leading this team offensively. So those guys are probably going to look for a change of atmosphere as well. So a lot of, a lot of uh, expiring deals on the San Jose Sharks team. Mike Hoffman, what could have been? And then Anthony Duclair out there as well. And I want to see him in a better situation than, than there. That's unfortunate because he he was so good in Florida, right? And then he gets moved last season. Or, um, sorry, he gets moved um, this summer. Was it a free agent? I think it was a trade, wasn't it? It was a trade. Yeah. 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 It was a trade. And you're like, come on. Right. Like, you yeah. know, he just had so much success there in, in, uh, in Florida and, and I thought he was okay. Like he didn't play his best in the playoffs. Dash six and twenty games, only four goals. But he was 11 dealing points. with an injury, wasn't he? I, oh, I was feel he? like there was there was a lingering injury or something like that. I just like the these two guys at different times were both really good players in Ottawa, and now it almost feels like they're out in the graveyard. But then you look in Ottawa, it's like, or is is that the graveyard? Anyways, um, this is a team that you got to beat. You just you yeah. have to beat them uh, if you want any sort of like. You know, moral victories. Otherwise, it's just going to be the joke rolling on. Now, the Senators are about an hour away from practice. So as you're listening to this, they might be stepping on the ice. Pilsy, any final thoughts as we go? Do you think it's just going to be a light skate for Shane Pinto? You think he's going to be put on a line even as a placeholder? Because unless somebody goes on long-term injured reserve, which would mean they have to be out for like a month and 10 games, if nobody, either Anton Forsberg or Josh Norris are on that, 
Ottawa has no money to call anybody up, which means they're going 11-7 and again tomorrow. They have 11 healthy forwards on their NHL roster, and that includes Zach McEwen. So, like, that includes their fourth hey, line is all intact. Zach he's actually McEwen's, been one. I know. He's been looking better. Like, I, I'm not about to put Zach McEwen on blast. He's actually been looking a lot better recently. Um, but when you but, have 11 forwards, you probably, you probably don't want one of them to be Zach McEwen. Probably not. Yeah. But, Ross, I'm kind of anticipating that both Forsberg and Norris are going to be on LTIR. No, no. I'm glad you waited this far into the show to bring that negativity but we'll find I, out soon. I don't think it's negativity. I think it's realism, Ross. Really? Look what happened to Josh Norris, and that's a guy with shoulder injuries. Look what happened to Anton Forsberg, and that's a guy that's had two blown MCLs recently. Like These are guys that, I don't want to call them fragile, but but the areas in which they just got injured, I don't, I don't have a lot of reason for optimism. Like At the very least, I think one of those guys is going on LTIR. Yeah, well, they might have to make a decision sooner rather than later. Shane Pinto still needs a contract before he can get back on the ice. Lots to track here, even though the Senators keep losing. (laughs) Even though the Ottawa Senators keep losing, there are some interesting storylines regarding this team ahead of tomorrow's game against the San Jose Sharks. Pilsy, any final thoughts heading into the weekend? Final thoughts for me is let's make this a good weekend for the Ottawa Senators fans and franchise. Like if if Belleville could win that game tonight on TSN against the Marlies, that would be such a nice boost. Then carry it into tomorrow. The Sens win at home against the Sharks. Then Belleville at home at CAA Arena in front of the great people of the Bay of Quinty. If they get the win there, let's have a nice three-game win weekend for this franchise that would be great that we we just need a little a little boost a little ray of sunshine yes we do and you know what give us a good week and a half you know let's put everything Whoa, behind okay. us. okay <laughs> well <laughs> I, I don't know if we can start asking for a good week and a half ross I let's just start with beat the, the weekends i want to beat montreal is that too much to ask twice probably well i would really really appreciate it like give me I mean, give me like a shane pinto hat trick in his second game against Montreal in Montreal so I can go back and like a few tweets from Habs fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll go well for you. I just need anything to hang the hat on right now because times are tough in Ottawa Senators land. We'll be back tomorrow. Full postcast crew. Yes. Senators, Sharks, feel the excitement. Star Wars night at the Canadian Tire Center. We appreciate you all for tuning in to another episode of the show. We understand the team is bad, if not brutal, but we're still here every single day bringing you the latest with the Ottawa Senators. Go check out for more our episode yesterday with Mark Mathot. But for today, we say goodbye for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.